Welcome back to another quality video. Today we have an episode of Faith and Beyond with Francesca, singer and songwriter. Let's get into today's video. Hi, Kenya. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I don't know if I need to move this up a little bit. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you for having me on and just was saying hi to everybody who's tuning in and um, watching this wherever you may be. Uh, so, um, I guess a little background. I kind of want to put a background on what Faithy Beyond is. So, basically, it is a podcast about interviewing people on their stories, on their testimony, and coming to the faith and what they are doing beyond that also in their lives and showing how they mm -hmm. implement their walk with Christ in their lives. So we have Francesca, like I said, um, let's get into your testimony. Let's start off with that. Well, can you hear me well? Yes. Okay, good, good. Um, yes, so I actually grew up in church. I think a lot of like church kids who are now um, leaders and stuff in their churches or doing great things for the Lord. Some of them were PKs, preachers, kids like myself. My dad was a, he still is actually an ordained minister. Um, he had his own church when I was like 12 years old. We would serve there and sing on the like little choir that was just, I think just our siblings. <laughs> I think it was like four of us. And um, yeah, after high school, college, um, I mean, we learned about the faith and everything like that, but wasn't ever anything that was um, substantial. The word I probably would use for that experience that I had while going to church and, and being in the choir and doing all of the church things. Mm -hmm. um, so much like a lot of other quote unquote prodigal sons, uh, daughters, just went about my own life doing everything that I wanted to do, partying, clubbing really becoming part of the rebellious crowd. Like one thing I can say about my um, pre-Christ life was, had a lot to do with rebellion and almost so that it, like I was proud to be rebellious, if you know what I'm saying, um, mm -hmm. to kind of take the, the, the long road <laughs> to, uh, to wisdom, take the long road to wisdom. Um, so yeah, I ended up partying, clubbing, doing everything under the sun. I actually ended up um, really dealing with a lot of materialism. Um, I don't know. Can, am I looking at the camera too? I'm just going to ask that. Like, is this straight yeah, on think, for you? Yeah, it looks good to me. Okay. I just need to make sure before I'm like looking cross-eyed or something. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so... Yeah, I got really into like materialism when I ended up moving to Atlanta. Um, really, all I was caring about was reputation and um, really, I guess, what the social media life now consists of more so. Um, the the look of it all and the money and the 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 clouds, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. Having the the clothes and having the face beat and doing all of those things, but never truly having anything. And I actually wrote a song about this um, a few months back. Um, it'll be out soon. But yeah, just not having anything uh, substantial to uh, to share with the world other than just superficial things. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was like 2015. Is that 2015? No, no, no. That was around 2016. Um, my now husband, who was just like my, he wasn't really my boyfriend at the time. <laughs> Honestly, he was, he was just somebody I was just talking to at the time. He ended up sending me a video. Um, and in that video, it was a, a man who had a, I guess like a dream or like an out of body experience where he was, he was on, um, the stairs, stairway to judgment and the Lord was sending everyone to hell just about like i hate to say it like that but that's just the truth like it was just his experience and what left me what was impressioned upon me after watching that video was just like a wake-up call of like what am i really doing right now like what am i doing with my life and i feel like up until that moment i really had not thought about god i didn't think about my eternal salvation. I didn't think about eternity. I wasn't thinking about any of those things. I was literally just living from day to day with alcoholism, drugs, you name it, like whatever there was, I was trying to get into it. I was like that type of person to just, just be wanting to be in the mix, in the scene. Now, girl, I love being at home. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. I love, like, it's the complete opposite. And I love it. Like, I love it. But, um, yeah, so at that moment on that day, and that was like one or two in the morning, I can remember pretty vividly. Um, I remember waking up the next morning and kind of just being like, what am I doing? And like, where am I going? And um, the friends that I was hanging with at the time, I kind of was asking them like, do y'all think that we're like going to heaven? Um, and they did not want to have those conversations. Like oh, they were wow. almost like, why are you asking those questions? You're being weird. You're being very like, yeah, like it was just, it was very off-putting to know that people that you thought were like best friends with you didn't want to talk about other things that actually really mattered. So of course it, you know, drew a great wedge in our friendships and what I saw to be friendship at the time. I'm like, what's, what is friendship at this point if we can't talk about this? Um, And I remember at the time, like, um, just driving back home, like asking, I was asking my friend, I played the video for her and I'm like, what do you feel? Like I was just hoping and pray that she would experience something different or something like that I did. And she was just like, yeah, it's just not really clicking for me. Just, yeah, it just, what it was, I mean, but I get it, you know, Leroy has his way of doing things in due season and in due time. So of course now I get it, but I was like, you know so I ended up having like a huge hiatus like just cutting myself off from the world from the things of the world it very very much so felt like a Damascus moment of just turning away from my old life and yeah hiatus from social media all of those things just asking the Lord like what do you what do you want with me you know like this was very uh drastic of a lifestyle change for me so um yeah I remember just asking him that and he never answered me (laughs) he never answered me but I didn't really care at the time I was just sure that wherever he was taking me I wanted to be there I wanted to go I wanted to be a part of whatever he was doing in my life in the world like it was just new and it was fresh and and I, I was I was here for it and um yeah, so a little bit after that, 
I ended up, you know, joining a church home and, you know, having to find new community and stuff like that, which was not easy at all. But um, and I, still, I, feel, I still feel like I'm still building community in a way. Um, but yeah, I ended up joining, you know, some churches and trying to get connected and just see like, okay, what does this life consist of? And what do I do? What do I not do? It was a very bumpy road, but we're here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's really cool because I always notice a common theme with people's testimonies is like, there's a moment where it's like, okay, yo, what am I doing? And then there's a time where it's like isolation, um, being alone, really trying to figure out where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to do it. So mm -hmm. I think that is a really good point that you touched on. So you said you're very much into materialism. And I know Atlanta is the place for clout and the place for all of that stuff. So how, I guess, what was your process to kind of get out of that into, yeah, yeah. How, how did you get out of that? Um, I guess really just spending time with the Lord, if that makes any sense. I know it sounds pretty cliche, but, um, yeah, just being introduced, like I said, I was kind of like, okay, Lord, what does this look like walking with you, talking with you? I started to realize everything that I held to a high esteem did not matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, and it didn't matter in the small details of life. Um, it was vanity. And like I remember reading in Ecclesiastes and seeing that like everything under the sun was vanity, all that we were doing and striving for. Um, so I, I would, I guess to answer your question, I would just say like renewing my mind and really being able to see what the Lord had for me. And I can already say, I'll say this, like in that moment, I felt like, um, like when the Lord encountered me, I felt like he was already kind of doing the work in me for me, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't like a personal thing of me just saying, I'm going to do this or, you know, it was something that he saw fit to say, like, I see this in you and I need to uproot it to do what I need to do in you, if you know what I'm saying. So yes. I do feel like it's something that he started to switch off and started to say, like, I see that and I want to deal with that. And I think he understood the immaturity in my heart and in my um, in my walk with him that I didn't have. I didn't know even to address it in my own strength. I just knew, OK, Lord, like. I like, I know I hear you calling me. I don't know what this looks like completely, but he, he saw a surrendered heart. He was like, okay, this is what we're going to do step by step. This is what I want from you. Um, fruits of the spirit, you know what I'm saying? Being meek, being gentle, being unlike the world and, um, demising those things actually. So I guess that, does that answer your question? Yes. Yes, it does. And I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so on that note, let us, let us take a sip. Mm -hmm. our drink okay so the next topic is motherhood so moving forward a little you know like you said you have a you have a husband but you also yes. have a child that you yes. just how old is he or she he's one and a half is a boy he's one and a half 
Yeah. Aww, that's so cute. <laughs> so, like, what has that journey been like for you? What, like, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, what has that been like for you? Um, it's been rough. <laughs> Motherhood has been rough for me. Like, not now. Like, now, much better. Much, much better. But to start off, um, it was a shock. Like, motherhood, <laughs> it was a shock. Like, I was not prepared for the level of responsibility that I was taking on. I knew, like, generally speaking, what all I would have to do. But I think um, as a woman, like, shedding your old self, that part for me was not, um, I was not aware of that. I didn't know that that was part of the process of having a child. I just thought, oh, like, almost like he'll just fit into what I'm already doing. It's like, no, he can, like your ch children completely reshape you and remold you into a different person. Because essentially you don't have the same amount of time. You don't, like your your interests shift. And it's not to say that you just, you know, like all of my friends just woke up and, and they were like, oh, I don't know Francesca anymore, you know, but it is, is it's just different. Mm -hmm. um, and so going through that process, um, like after I had him, like I dealt with postpartum depression pretty heavy and like postpartum anxiety, pregnancy, loneliness, like it, it and it has a lot that it entails um, past the pictures and all of those things. And I think that those are the things that bamboozled me because I'm like, it's supposed to be like this blissful transition. And it was like a train wreck. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like a train wreck for me. Like, I'm, so, I, I'm really not trying to be dramatic or like scare anybody. But in the way that I think of it now, like after the process happened, it was me essentially mourning my old life and that process was not aware to me. So I didn't know like how to deal with those emotions. So that kind of like sent me spiraling kind of like, okay, you know, who am I? Like, what do I like anymore? I don't have any time to really even explore that. Um, at this point, the things I do like, I don't really have the time for it. Um, Will I ever have it? You know, like the what is? Will I ever be able to do that again? Like, man, my 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 marriage is a different dynamic now. Like everything changes, and so I think if someone would have told me that part, I would have been better. Yeah, <laughs> like if I would have been prepared for the mourning of your old life, because I think a lot of mothers go through that, but it's not something that they really talk about because it's. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people, even other women care about it or if it is just me, you know, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. that was one big part of it. What were you about to say? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, that's something good for me to know. Because, of course, like one day I want to be a mom. So, like, yeah. how would you? OK, so now knowing what you know now and if someone like say you just got pregnant and they're like, hey, you might experience postpartum because mm -hmm. you might mourn your old life. Knowing that, how do you think you would have prepared for that? Being self-aware. Mm -hmm. Being more self-aware would have been better. Like, I was so concerned with baby because 
it's a new baby, but you are like, I didn't accept or understand that I was becoming a new person as well. Like I'm a new, I'm a new mom. I just thought like, Oh, Francesca, like things are just going to fall into place. But it's like, just as the baby is three months old, you're a three month old mom as well. So like taking the time to nurture what that looks like, taking the time to nurture what a six month old mom looks like, what a one year old mom, you know, mom looks like not understanding that you're going through a process as well as the baby is, as the baby's learning and growing and stepping and pulling up on things and learning new things. So are you. Um, but I wasn't like, like I said, I just wasn't, my mom wasn't wrapped around um oh hey like you're gonna have a a different type of like identity in all of this and you have to prepare your mind and your heart and your your space for that um and i think honestly it had a lot to do with selfishness if i'm honest like being like oh, i want my time like i want my own time i want to be bad i want to just like go whatever i want to do and you you know, you definitely learn sacrifice um, mm-hmm. and being a parent, being a mother, being a father. Um, but it has to be like uprooted, or at least, you know, your perspective has to be like set on this is what I'm getting ready to get into. But I thought, like I said, I thought the baby would like fall into our plans and mm-hmm. it would just have been a smoother transition. But um, I would definitely tell them to just be self aware and like, check in with yourself like how am I feeling what do I need um I wasn't doing any of those things I wasn't about anything I need no self-care friends like anything like wasn't nope (laughs) didn't really check in with myself at all until it was like this is bad (laughs) like this is bad moment (laughs) (laughs) okay so we talked about the I guess the lows you know Mm -hmm. what what would be like the high the, the best thing about being a mom okay now <laughs> I love my son like I feel like I'm fulfilling one of the greatest purposes that I could ever do on mm-hmm. earth um by being his mom and creating certain experiences that only a mom can create like only a father can feel certain shoes or do certain things like we can have father figures or mother figures but you know what I'm saying? Like, like my mom, she, you know, she affirms me. Or like my mom, she respects me and she loves me. And like creating these dynamics in his life that he will be able to hold on to for the rest of his life. Keeping this human, it's probably one of the best things. And then doing it with my husband, because my husband's my best friend. And I would definitely say uh, just shaping this person like in a way where I know that it's going to impact him for years to come. Like what I'm doing every day, these, you know, seemingly small tasks of, you know, reaffirming him or, Hey, like we were doing covers, like, you know, that one, you know, purple, like, <laughs> you know, you know, purple instead of being like, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, just getting frustrated with him or even disciplining him in a certain type of way where he understands you're still loved even though I have to discipline you it's not that I don't love you or I'm putting you away and I never want to talk to you again I'm upset at the thing you did not at the person you are you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like speaking to him in a way where he's he feels valued and understands that what he has to say is even at one and a half you know so um okay so 
you make music. So,、mm-hmm. <laughs> how did you, how did you get into music? How did you know that you had this gift? Um, I got into music and fully, like fully, fully,、oh, um, about twenty eighteen. Yeah, I was doing a little music in the world, um, but not like committing to the music. Like I was just kind of trying to feel it out, and then around my hiatus, or snatched me back out of that. In like 20, 2017, I feel like I kind of started writing more. And around 2018, I think 2019 is when I released my first single.、Um, that's kind of when I, got, I felt inclined to like really do, heard from the Lord to do it. Like、mm-hmm. it was audible, there was no if and buts about it. So I didn't want to to tarry on that.、Um, yeah, and I guess knowing a gifting,、um, I was pretty bold in saying, "Hey, I I like this song, or I like what you're doing. I like your voice."、Um, I don't think he knew that I could write music or anything before we got married.、Um, he had only heard like one song, and that was like a worldly song. So.、Mm-hmm. And it was just very brief. So when it came to like writing for the Lord and stuff, he he was very encouraging, and he still is. Like he very much says, if anybody believes in me, it's him. And I appreciate that. So shout out to my husband. Thank you, baby.、Yes. Um, he's very supportive, and so he definitely brought the gift out more just by saying, "Hey, you know, I like that song. You should, you can write that," or you know. Um, what are you working on? Or you want to you want to go to the studio? Do you, you know? Just ask me more about my my aspirations when it came to music. And I was like, yeah, I heard from the Lord. He said,、um, do not die with these gifts. I mean, with these songs inside of you. And I was like, okay. I don't know where to start, but he told me just put one foot in front of the other. So I always remember that. Just put one foot in front of the other, and he'll meet me. And so that's what I did, and here we are now. So yeah, yeah. I feel like that's how it always works out too. It's like just do it. And yeah. Everything else will just line up how it needs to. Yeah. Okay. So you dropped an album earlier this year, and、mm-hmm. you dropped a single recently. Do you mind sharing the name of those and your inspiration behind them? Yes, "Beauty for Ashes" was released March. I think it was March fifth, to be exact. And "Beauty for"、oh, what was the question again behind the?、Uh... Oh, um, and what's your inspiration behind them? Okay, yeah. So the inspiration behind "Beauty for Ashes" was actually the entire testimony I was telling you about concerning motherhood.、Uh, I wrote it all about postpartum depression and just like. Battling anxiety and all those things during that time, and how the Lord gave me victory over those things and gave me beauty for ashes, and now I'm able to encourage others through platforms like this, through my music.、Um, Mom, not another rainy day. Just speaks about like how my environment felt, how I felt in those 
times and those moments and all the way down to the last track, which is actually named Beauty for Ashes. It speaks about just how God doesn't waste my pain. He doesn't waste our um, chances and our situations that, that we, he will give us something beautiful, beautiful for those things, for those, those things we allow him. And also if we're able to like shift our perspective in a way as well. Um, so that is what the first album is about. And um, our last, last single that we released um, was August um yeah and it's called calm my waves and calm my waves i like that song it's a it's positive to be fresh honestly because it's like upbeat and it's really just talking about faith um it's talking about faith and the premise or like the concept behind the song was, um, you know, when Jesus was asleep on the boat with the disciples in the middle of the storm and, and basically Jesus ends up responding to them and he's kind of like, like, why did you doubt me? You know what I'm saying? Kind of like calms the storm and he's just like, everything's good. So let's look, well, clearly Jesus doesn't say talk like that. <laughs> in 2022, I feel like he would be like, <laughs> um you know he would be i don't know maybe but uh yeah jesus calms the storm so basically this the, the name of the song is to be concise it's calm my waves and it's just about allowing the lord to resh reshape our mind and help us to not look at our circumstances bigger than um to not basically make our circumstances bigger than our god you know and so that's what it's about and um yeah, it's a pretty cool song. It's a, a little bop. The girls, it's not just for the girls, though. <laughs> but oh, it is a cool. I really like it. It's cool. It's a cool song. It's really good. Nice. Yeah, just to throw it out there, me and Josh's favorite song by you is Ephesians 5. You know, that's Oh, so Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That was the first song I put out, actually. Oh, mm -hmm. that was cool. the very first song. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Okay. On that note, that. we will head into the producer's corner and allow Josh to mm -hmm. ask you some questions. Okay. Hi, Francesca. How you doing? Hi, Josh. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Welcome to the producer's corner. So I sent out a Thank little questionnaire you. and got some background on you. And so you said your favorite scripture was Romans eight twenty eight, And that reads, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So yes. I just want to know, what does that verse mean to you? And how does it like, how do you apply that in your life? Okay. This verse helps me to have hope. I think it revolves around hope or having something greater to look towards. Um, even though, you know, a lot of people are denying the greatest hope, which are hoping in Christ. Um, but our lives revolve around that type of idea of, I just hope this can get better or, 
if this gets better or when this gets, you know, we're just looking forward, looking forward. But in our circumstance, it's just like, what can I hold on to to really give me that full assurance? And as you can see in this scripture, sorry, in this scripture, it, um, it's clear. It's the Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty, giving us the promise, full assurance that he will work all things together for the good of those that love him obey him and, and follow his ways and, and follow his commandments and who have been according who have uh, been called according to his purpose and those two things if I can rest assured that I'm doing those things and walking in those things no matter what my circumstance looks like no matter what's going on in my life no matter how how you know the lies that the enemy tells me about well you see this went this way so you're never going to I can always that's okay because my God will work all things together for me. He will work all things together for me. And whatever that looks like, I may not always like I know that he has the ultimate plan for my life. And even though it might feel like, oh, this is pruning, this is hurting me. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know ultimately that God will get the glory and that he knows what's best. So like even what uh, Kenya and I were talking about, like in that season, it was gruesome as far as like motherhood, just finding myself, right. finding my way. But in this season, what did he do? He worked it together. Um, he, he put these things, he did these things together. This time I'm getting messages and, and DMs from women all over the world who are saying like, like literally, literally yesterday, this, this album is helping me through this season. So oh, thankful awesome. that you, you know, that you yeah. made this and thank you for your transparency and this. And I'm like, wow, Lord, you know, I'm just, you know, sitting here writing songs and just crying out to you in the midst of these tools and you're working it, you're working it, you're working it. So that's one way that like this scripture really just reassures me and just, helps me in those times and I'm like, God, I don't see my way out of this. And he just reminds me, listen, daughter, I have a plan for you. You don't see on this side of, of an eternity. You, you just never know. So I love the Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Me too. Amen. Me too. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. So Amen. Um, I will go to my next little thing. So it's about your mm -hmm. art. So... Um, I actually make music as well. And so oh. I just kind of want to know, like, what are some of your favorite lyrics that you've written? And mm -hmm. um, you can even kind of take us through your writing process. Like, how do things come to you? Oof, that is a tough one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a tough one because I love lyrics. Like, I really do. Right. And I, I really take the time to, like, <laughs> okay. Oh, but y'all, my. Don't hate me right now. That means I'm gonna have to take out my headphones. Will that be terrible? Or no? No, you're good. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, you're let good. me switch this over. Can you hear me well? Yes, we mm -hmm. can hear you. Okay, great. Because I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna ruin the whole thing. Um, you can edit this part, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, some of my favorite lyrics. Wow. You got to give me a moment real quick. Hold on. I mean, just, okay. I mean, just any lyrics. It could be recent, because I know that's hard to choose, especially if you write no. a lot. Then, it, you know, it's just kind of like whatever you're thinking at the moment. And then you'll probably go, like, tomorrow and be like, you know what? I should have said this. 
Yeah, listen, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I know in um where I am is one of my favorite one of my favorite songs. It's very vulnerable. And it just talks about um, being vulnerable with the Lord right now. I feel far from you, I feel distant from you, and I just like I don't know what else to do but just to let you know like I'm far and I want to be near to you. Um I think in the last verse, um hold on, I gotta like sing it in my head to remember it, sorry. Okay, let, let, let me see if I can help you out because I actually have um, some of the lyrics from the left hand. Yeah, help me. Oh, can you hear us? I think you're... Yes, from which one? Out. All right, so I have uh, some lyrics from Ephesians 5, um, which is... Ephesians 5? <laughs> yeah, which, is, which I just recently learned that was your first single, so this is going to take yeah. you back in time a little bit. But can you actually play this for me? Like, we had just started dating, and we used to send songs back and forth all the time, and she was like, this song reminds me of you. It was like after I dropped her off one day, and she sent, she sent me this, like, once I got home. Um, and so I think some of my favorite lyrics, and I just kind of want to, and I actually send a portion of this, like texture this a lot. So it says, been dreaming, your proof they come true. You love me to my spirit, man. Yes, you do love me to my spirit, man. So what I send Kenya a lot, oftentimes is I love you to your spirit. And it is derived from this song uh, because Aww. she played this for me. And it's like one of our songs that we always go back to because it kind of brought us together. So. What was kind of the inspiration behind these lyrics? Like you said, this was like your first song. Uh, just kind of take me through that because these are like really powerful words. Dope. Thank you. I'm drawing a blank over here. And you're, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be like laying in bed. It's going to be 3 a.m. I'm like, that was what it said. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, yeah, been dreaming. Your proof they come true. Um, okay, so prior to um, dating my husband, I went through a really, really bad breakup. Um, the person I was with, the guy I was with, he was um, like cheating and just like not being a good guy. Like he just wasn't a, a great guy to me. And um, I kind of I lost hope. Like I was really in a in a space where I'm like, this there's probably not really much more out there for me. Um, but I was hoping. You you know, deep down inside that it would be. Um, and so after getting saved and like finding my husband, like while my husband finding me, um, learned that what I was looking for was was out there, like the type of man that will love you like Christ loved the church, that was sacrificial, that wanted to provide and be faithful and love you and your door and just honor the Lord. It was like, oh, like my dream is here. Like, um, and they love me to my Basically saying like you love me to where you you want my spirit man to be well like you right. you want my my spirit you to you to flourish rather than my flesh like he would rather like no like I don't want to dishonor you this way I, I want the Lord to be pleased with what we have and what we're doing right. and where we're going and he he wants look at you and, and look at you past your your out you know your outward um appearance and all those things and just look pat you know to your spirit and say look i want to i want to love on that i want to build that up. i want to edify that and and so that you'll be found in a 
um, you know, in right standing with the Lord, that's deeper than all of this couple goals, all of that power, cup, right. all of that. It's like that to yeah. me is true love. Um, when you find someone who would love, who wants to love you for you, for you, um, but also rebuke you if you need to be rebuked. Right, <laughs> you know, right. say, yeah. hey, you know, that's not a God. Like we can't do that, or you know, to to want to see me flourish in in the Word and and have godly community and and honor the Lord with my life and and not cut corners and do things. Um, you know, just I'm not saying that I do those things, but if I were to try to do any of these things, like my husband is. Like he, he's a leader, a, a protector in that type of way. That's what I mean. That's what I meant by he loves me to my spirit, man. He loves me deeply, um, past the looks, past the gifts and all those things. Um, he wants me for myself as well to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And that right. is the yes. highest level of love. I feel like you have past all of that other stuff. So. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. So, yeah. <laughs> That is, uh, that's kind of what I got from it as well. So basically how I think of it is I love you for the essence of who you are and also for who you can be in Christ because, of course, none of us are perfect, but I love you right where you are, but I'm also going to push you towards Christ. That That's yes. loving you to your spirit is, you know, pushing you towards the, the greatest spirit, which would be, you know, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, you know, and pushing you in that direction so that we can both, you know, like you said here, well done, my good and faithful servants. And so Amen. that's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah, it is. Now I'm going to get to um, my last thing, which was my biggest takeaway from just hearing you in Kenya uh, talk was Galatians 5, 22, 23. You mentioned like the fruit of the spirit. We actually just did a video where we went over, you know, the fruit of the spirit and how, producing the fruit of the spirit is what you can manifest as a Christian rather than trying to manifest like the law of attraction and manifest like the material things, which honestly seems to be your testimony was I was trying to manifest, you know, all these material things and going down a bad path. Yeah. And then I learned, Hey, let me manifest the fruits of the spirit because there, there's something, you know, deeper that I can connect with, um, in that regard. And, something more fulfilling and meaningful in that. And so I'm, I'm just going to read this and just get your, your final thoughts before I wrap up. So it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle, gentleness, and self-control, which is a big one. Against such things, there is no law, which I think that is that last sentence there is the big kicker because a lot of people will strive for, you know, all the material things, like we said, and wanting all the nice cars and things, and they'll go through unlawful means to get it. But if you strive mm. to be the fruit of the spirit, there's no such laws against loving somebody, being joyful, having peace, being patient and kindness and, you, you know, and having self-control. There's no laws against it. And so if you, mm. if that is your base, then, you know, you're going to have everything that you need. God is going to provide ultimately for you. And so mm -hmm. that is kind of what I got from hearing you and can you speak? And with That's that, good. I will get out of your way and let y'all wrap up. Woo, that was some heat, right? Make sure you like this video for more fire content. 
Awesome. Thanks, Josh, for your producer's corner take. Okay, let's get into the last question of the day, our bonus question, which is, Francesca, if you had two minutes left on earth, what would you say to someone who has not surrendered to Christ yet? Oh, two minutes. I'm a talker, so I would have to be concise. <laughs> um, I would definitely ask them whether or not they believe in God or not. Um, if it were true, do they feel like that they would um, be let into heaven? And one, I would have to wait for their response. Um, like hypothetically speaking, because you know a lot of people like to go back and forth. But hypothetically, if, if everything were true about God in the Bible and in Jesus Christ being risen and resurrected and seated in heavenly places, would you would you believe? Um, and if their answer was yes, um, I would lead them to the one. I would lead them in understanding that it is real. <laughs> And um, everything that could, that is hypothetical in um, in their mind concerning that is very true and it's tangible and it's something that they don't you know want to miss out on. And oh my gosh, two minutes! That's another thing, Tari Kenya. I'm over here like, oh, I don't know if I had two minutes. Hold on, hold on. I'm like, oh, that would be a lot. But I would ask them like whether or not you believe right now, hypothetically speaking, if everything concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and God was true, would you would you give your life to Christ? Um, if they said yes, then I would say, um, do you know basically the way to heaven? If they didn't, I would talk to them about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for me as quickly as possible in these two <laughs> hypothetical minutes that you're giving me. Oh my God. For sure. <laughs> I know. Um, I guess just in the most concise way, yeah, I would try to ask them the hypothetical question about would you, would you believe? And if they say yes, um, I would ask them, why do you think God will let you into heaven? And if they go on to say, you know, I'm a good person, I'm this and I'm that, I would... <laughs> lead them to understand that um you know the word of god says no one is no one is perfect no one is good no one is righteous um in our own standing but the lord jesus christ paid for our sins and we don't have to be um a sacrifice because he is our sacrifice and um yeah just just let them know what the lord jesus christ did for us i don't know if i could do that in two minutes though <laughs> But I would do it as quick as possible. So that's kind of like what I would say. I definitely would want them to understand more so though from an aspect of like debating, not debating, if it were true. Mm -hmm. And just to get their mind kind of thinking like, man, there's a 50-50 chance that this thing could be true. And I yeah. like, and that's my thing too. Like, and you still don't, it could actually be very true. <laughs> like, I'll take my chances. Like, you don't want to take your yeah. chances with that one, but hope that's good girl <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's great I think that's a great question to ask I never thought about you know starting off the conversation with that question but I think I will now moving forward so yeah I think you're good I feel like it can rule out a lot of like the nitty-gritty well this verse looks like it's contradicted to that verse it's just like yeah 
just flat out, if this, if everything were absolutely positively true, would you believe? And if they can strongly say yes, there's faith there. There's yeah. there's faith there. And if they say no, listen, the Lord be with you. <laughs> yeah. Because if it's if it's true and you still don't want to believe, then that's not something that I can, you know. I mean, we can't do it anyways, you know. You yeah. Know? The Lord does it, the spirit moves, but Anyways, girl, this has been so fun. Yeah, thank you for joining me. Thank you for saying yes. Because this was great. I loved it. Yes. All right. I think this has been great. Will, yes. Yeah. I think we will go ahead and end the show here. Thank you, okay. Francesca. And thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you guys give this video a big thumbs up. And make sure you guys subscribe for more content like this. And if you guys are listening through the podcast, make sure you give us five-star ratings because it helps us out a lot. Okay. Thanks again. Remember to live godly and see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Faith and Beyond. YouTube is telling me that you're going to like this video next. So we will see you over there. Live godly.